Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have the great Sydney Tarver on the show with us. We are going to hear Sydney's story and and man, this this dude played in the NFL. So I'm I'm pretty excited to have him on um, and and talk about his story and what he's got going on. So do me a favor if you would and go ahead and share this out. To everybody you know, let's get a bunch of people on here to listen to Sydney's story, and we'll see you guys in a second. Okay, we're back. Let me bring Sydney on. Sydney, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Ken? Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Man, I'm grateful to have you on here. And a big shout out and thank you to Kellen and for referring you over to me. That's got to be her. Kellen, you're, I think you might be in a private Facebook group or something. Um, so go to my personal page or something, but, um, and share this out y'all share it out. So, so, um, Sydney, I started this, this show about a little over five years ago and, um, it was really to help people get unstuck in life. You know, we all go through stuff and, and get stuck. And, um, I think that it's helpful to hear how other people got unstuck. Right. So, so I, I always like to start with where you were born and raised. Why don't you start there? Okay. Yeah. My name's Sydney Tarver. I was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, it's known as the scenic city. So it's in the Southeastern corner of Tennessee, probably like two and a half hours from Nashville, like an hour from Atlanta. So it's kind of a mid major city in the middle of two big cities, but Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, that's where I'm from. Dude, I had Mrs. Tennessee on yesterday. She lives in Chattanooga. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. So sure. um it's it's so what what such a small world how you start connecting dots, man. It's crazy. Um so 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 talk about what it was like for you growing up. Chattanooga is a beautiful city. I mean beautiful. Yeah. What was yeah. it like for you growing up there as a kid? What what would what'd you what'd you get into as a kid? Growing up, um, I had both my parents, they were educated, they work in the school system, Alvin and Donna Tarver. Um they got a divorce when I was young, so um I had a, a split household, but both of my parents were very active in my life. Um, my dad was a football coach as well as a teacher, and my mom was a social worker. So I got to see like they worked at like the worst schools in the area. So I got to see them constantly dealing with kids from like broken homes and crazy backgrounds and just how they navigated and kept a positive attitude. Um, but seeing that they sent me to a private, they sent me to private school pretty much my whole um, growing up. So I grew up going to private schools, but playing sports, the sports leagues, I played with all the kids from all different type of backgrounds. Um, actually started playing soccer and baseball because my mom didn't want me to play football. 
uh, until like she <laughs> thought I was gonna break my bones up. So my dad was a football coach, though. I always just asked him like, "Let me play." He was like, "Nah, you can't play until your mom signs off on that." So I would just go to his practices and watch him go to camps. Um, Reggie White is from where I'm from. He would throw a camp, a football camp, every year, and I remember my dad would take us, and Reggie would feed us, play with us, pick us up, throw us around, teach us football, bring other football stars up. Um, so, yeah, growing up, seeing sports, um, that's where I started excelling in sports. Um, football was my main sport. I played basketball, track, everything, but football where I started to stand out. And um, my parents sent me to this school named Baylor in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's one of the – it got ranked the best sports program in Tennessee, and it's top 20 in the nation with sports. We got the best golfers in the world, the best swimmers in the world, yeah. everybody, the best football players. Kids come from out the country to come to the school, boarding students. It probably costs like 40000 a year to go to that high school. Wow. Um, so my parents sacrificed a lot and made it happen and got me into that school. And I just never looked back since. So I grew up um, seeing extremely poor kids and extremely rich kids. And I got a worldview to know like life could be, you could be on both ends of the spectrum. It's not, it's just how you born and, and it's your mindset of how you can push through and navigate to not um, be a victim of your circumstances or a victim of your surroundings. So. That's kind of how I grew up, and um, that that that's a little bit of it, dude. I love I love that though, man. That's so true. It's so true. So when when you when you got out of so you went to is it Baylor University or is that no, what no, that's in I went to Baylor. It's Baylor High School in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, a brick prep school. They actually got a football oh. game in Ireland. They flew to Ireland this week to play on. They're playing on like ESPN in Ireland. What yeah. they flew the whole high school to Ireland. It's crazy. What? That's, yeah. that is nuts. Well, for to sure. Play football? To play a high school football game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Wow. I live in yeah. Dallas. I thought Texas took football serious, man, which they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, man. No, for that's sure. Crazy. So, so um for you, did you you went to college? Yeah. Where Tennessee State in Nashville. I went okay. to Tennessee State in Nashville. It's a historically black um, college in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville yeah. rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love Nashville. So what was that like for – did you play football in college? Yeah, I got a, I got a college scholarship um, full ride to Tennessee State University. Um, for for football? Fun. Yeah, for football. Okay, wait. Uh, did I miss something? When did you? I was looking at comments. I may have missed this. When did you start in 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 in? Did you start playing in middle school, high school? Yeah, about sixth grade. I started in sixth grade because so that's when I finally signed off. Yeah, okay, she finally gave in in sixth grade, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I went went on to play in high school. Got all state. Got all that. Some of my teammates went to Tennessee University. Like a lot of my teammates went on to play college and NFL as well um, from high school. Um, so, yeah, we were just at a factory, like a football factory type, a sports factory pretty much. And then I was able to get a scholarship to Tennessee State University, multiple offers. Um, I didn't want to go too far from home because I wanted my parents to be able to come see me play on the weekend. So I chose Nashville, which was about two hours away uh, from Chattanooga and, 
I spent the last next four years getting my college degree and playing football. Um, wow. It was a great time. Though. What now? What what position did you play? I played outside linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking lineman. You look. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of those dudes, man. You like go sure. like that. Yeah. No, nah, they make me look. They make me look like a <laughs> small. Fan. Some of those guys are so big, so huge. Sure. Um, so, so, um, so you went. What you? What was your degree in in college? My degree was in uh, business administration with a, a a major like a minor in supply chain management, um, okay. logistics. So okay. yeah, okay. So where did things go for you after college? After college, um, I went to the NFL. It was the lockout year. So it was really a strange year in football where the players were striking. So a person like me, undrafted free agent, it was just like a waiting period. And then when they signed the deal, like it was like, boom, you got to go to camp. So like as soon as they signed, the teams were calling and I just picked Cleveland um, and went there. It was actually one of my – I was remember the day I was with my high school coach, Eric Westmoreland, who played in the NFL. He played for Cleveland in the Jacksonville Jags, and he won a national championship at the University of Tennessee. He was one of my best, like, advisors in helping me get to the next level in sports and took my game to another yeah. level. Um, we were in the, his – we were at his house looking at the depth charts of all the teams that were sending me kind of offers. He was like, I think this would be your best opportunity. So he was just going through that, and he was like, I think Cleveland, we was looking at it, and he was like, I think Cleveland would be your best opportunity. So I went to Cleveland, went to camp with the Cleveland Browns and uh, got that experience in. It was a great time. How long were you there? We did the whole camp in Cleveland, but I didn't make the last day. I got cut on the last day and ended up getting picked up by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, okay. Yep. So how long were you in the NFL then. I did a year, just that year. The, um, oh, okay, okay. Just one year. Once I got cut in Jacksonville, I got cut four days before Christmas. That was my Christmas gift. I never forget that day as well. Uh, um, but I got cut, so I went back home and just worked out. You know, talked to my agent, see if I could get any deals. But I'm not the kind of person that plays a victim or feel bad. Like I had a college degree. Yeah. I knew my life wasn't over. It was really just beginning. After those. You get to the peak, like life is peaks and valleys. So I got to the peak. I crushed my dreams. I, I lived out my dreams. I had no regrets. And then I was like, you know what, dad? I want to start making some money. Like, so my dad started reaching out to his connections, like, and he found somebody to help me get a job in Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so what, so what was, where did you go then? What, what was the job? What, what, what? What industry did you get into? I was a supervisor in a warehouse um, supply chain logistics. I was a warehouse supervisor for this company called Damco under the Merck umbrella. But they had like a leadership development program for kids straight out of like kind of college. I wasn't straight out of college, but that was my first like real job type of uh, deal. So yeah. it was a guy by the name of Terry Philpott. Uh, still talk to him one of these days. He took a chance on me. He gave me like a, a signing bonus, like I'll give you this much money if you move up here. The next week I moved, packed up my truck, drove up to Chesapeake, Virginia, and just started learning on the job. He just mentored me and really taught me um, 
how to work business, how to lead, manage people. He taught me for like two years straight. And I just, I never forget that guy. I think I'm thankful for him. He taught me wow. the ins and outs of business and gave me my first real job business opportunity to start making some real money and learning. You know, I love, I love the mindset that you have about what you said about, I'm, I, I won't, you know, I won't be a victim. I'm not, I, I won't have that victim mindset because a lot of people I know, I know people, former NFL people that, you know, fall into that, man, this is my entire identity and what, you know, maybe from an injury or a cut or whatever, but, but, you know, then they're like, now what, now what do I do with myself? That was my whole life. That's who I am. Now I can't do that. And you yeah. did. I mean, you've seen that. I know, you know, yeah, guys yeah. You know, I've seen a hundred stories where dudes are just chasing yeah. and chasing and chasing. And you're like, Hey man, that door is closed. Like it's time to close that chapter and move on to another new beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think separates you from those guys that, cause some of those guys are 50 years old, still living in the, the, yeah. the story. Right. And, and, and yeah. not really doing something with their life. What separates you? What gives you the ability to, to, not be that victim is it because of your upbringing yeah um that it's that and kind of my mindset is is i don't really look backwards too much because there's nothing there that really can serve me just keep looking forward i keep an optimistic view on things like okay well if this or this happened that wasn't meant for me move on sydney like you you had your chance don't dwell on it just be thankful and grateful for the opportunity and move forward. It's it's a whole bunch of gifts out here that you can unwrap if you just look to them and don't look back in the mm. past of one or two mess ups or what you could have did better. Don't beat yourself up over the past. I mean, if you look forward and look hard enough, it'll be a better opportunity. I mean, when one door closes, you know, 10 more open up. Um, yeah. If you're really looking at it through that lens, it just depends on the lens. And when you see it, it's the time and it's, but yeah, definitely my upbringing, my parents raised me, they raised me to, to keep pushing forward, never quit. Um, adversity is always, it's how you respond to the adversity is do you get back up when you fall down or do you, you stay down and think somebody else is going to come along and pick you up? You, you're you going to have to eventually pick yourself up by the, by yourself, bootstrap it yourself. Yeah. 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 And there's always somebody out there trying to take you down too. Of course, of just course. Gotta, just gotta, you know, bob and weave and like, right? <laughs> Keep going. Kick the door down if you have to, but go 100%. find another door. Yeah. Absolutely, I I love that man. So so what? Um, so you were you said you worked with that company for a couple of years, or or how long were yeah. you there in Chesapeake? I worked for Chesapeake for three, two or three years because my boss, he was really, he would send me on all the work trips. He taught me how to corporate travel. He would send me to California. Like every time another place, we had a good facility. So we were kind of like the the good, the good company. So every time somebody else in the company needed help, he would send me on a plane, a business trip out there to LA, San Francisco, wherever we needed help at, he would send me there. Cause he knew I wasn't going to complain. I was just going to go there do the work or be a positive motivating factor in the, in the company. Um, 
So he did that for like two years, but then he promoted me. He helped me get promoted to like operations manager in Baytown, Texas. So I was with him for like two years. Then he sent me to Baytown, Texas um, to help turn around the facility. It's like 30 minutes outside of Houston. Oh, yeah. It's It's like 30 minutes outside of Houston. But I lived in Houston and used to drive 30 minutes and 30 minutes back, get stuck in traffic. Um, he promoted me to Baytown. So, yeah, that's when I did that. And I was working in Baytown for probably like a year or so, helped turn it around. But then Amazon called me. So I was I was looking for like, OK, Amazon called me. So I'm like, OK, this is a better opportunity. So I left that position and company and started working with Amazon in like 2015. And and Amazon is I, I'm an Amazon influencer, so I'm I'm one of the guys allowed to live stream directly to Amazon. It's wow. funny, man. They they don't play. Like I tell people, like, all right, when we're doing an Amazon live, you're not allowed to talk about your website. You're only allowed to talk about what's being sold on Amazon. That's it, right? right. And and so I'll have guests on that have written a book and they'll be like, well, you can go join my book club at <laughs> www. And I'd be like, no, because it right. happened one time. They they shut my live stream off. Wow, right? yeah. stream, man. They don't sure. play. But no. uh, would would they be considered the largest logistics company in the world now? I would think they they working on it. Yeah, if not, they I'd have to look at the numbers, but they. They on their way in the next five to ten years. They gonna that's all we gonna see on planes. They gonna have the whole infrastructure. They already everywhere, and that was their goal. They set out to do is to disrupt the logistics market. So they're making it happen. <laughs> I've I've said it before. A lot of people have though, but you know what makes Amazon different is they figured out the distribution. They figured yeah. that part out. The logistics. Yeah. Like how how to get it to. I see these little electric Amazon trucks everywhere around me yeah. now, right? Like yeah. they're everywhere. It's crazy. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so, so Amazon called you in 2015. What did you, what, what, what did that entail? Did you have to move out West? What, what, what happened? Amazon, when they called me, I was living in Houston. Um, okay. They said we were going to launch the first uh, delivery station in Houston. Until they so until they got it built out, I was actually traveling with Amazon for like a year. I was traveling to Dallas Farmers Branch. I probably spent six months. I would have to go drive to Dallas, what three or four days a week, then drive back to Houston for the weekends just to turn around and do that. I probably did that six months straight. Oh, wow! Um, just training in a station that they already had until we got ready to our building would launch. I spent time in Chicago. They were just sending me out to other stations to train and learn the operation. And then we finally launched in Houston um, and it was right by the airport, Humble. I'll never forget. And we were just working and I was just, it was at a different, it was logistics at a different level. Like Amazon's a machine. They, they like you, they don't look at the next day. They only live in the present. Like they, they got numbers and spreadsheets and they know down to a second why your package was late. And that really just opened my mind to like the attention to detail and it kind of went back to football. Like if you're if you're an inch too too far to the left or to the right, that is inches that make the difference. So their attention to detail in Amazon, it just like blew my mind. Like I didn't even know you could track this much package or 
you knew that this person was lay on this conveyor belt. That's why your package is late. Like it just, it was, <laughs> it was great. intense. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I get these, I get these, uh, everybody does now. You get these notifications. Your, your package is 10 stops away. See where it is <laughs> on the map. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like they're tracking <laughs> my package to the house to house. It's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. It's crazy. They, they got okay. it down, man. That's, that's where they, that's, that's where they rule. They got the logistics down. They got it down. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, so, so you started there in 2015. How, how long are, are you, are you still with Amazon? No, no. Current, I worked there for five years. So I started in Houston. I went okay. to Las Vegas and then I went to Atlanta. Um, so I worked on Amazon for five years, got some of the best experience in my life, got good stock options, good equity. When I started with Amazon, the stock was at $500. Before I left, it was at $3,500. So just in that five-year period, the stock expanded that much, and the company was just blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Um, but I got opportunity. Um, I was working with the delivery drivers. When I worked for Amazon, I worked with the people who drop off the packages. Those are third-party um, people that deliver for Amazon. It they might have an Amazon van, but they're actually independent contractor companies that contract out. So when I left Amazon, I kept talking to the owners and they were like, Sydney, you should, you should just do this. And Amazon had an, a, um, a program where the employees could quit and start their own logistics company and partner with Amazon. So I took that opportunity and that's why I started people first logistics company. Um, in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I started people first logistics they told me I had to move to Buffalo, New York um, from Atlanta, Georgia and started up because they were having trouble filling those the places. Nobody wanted to come to Buffalo to work. So I was like, hey, I'm I'm not scared of a challenge. So I I got on the first plane smoking to Buffalo and just started my life, started my company up here for my opportunity. I was ready to leave um, corporate America and working for other people. So I took the opportunity to partner with my former employee. And started People First Logistics Company. Holy mackerel, dude! So did they? Did they like? Did they help? Help you? Did they like help you? Because that takes money. Like, did they fund yeah, yeah. any of that? I mean, how, yeah, how does yeah. that work? Of course. Well, I was working with the since I worked for Amazon, I knew the places that like they couldn't get people to go to, and they were offering incentives. So of course, I I made sure it was worth my time to move to Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Uh, to start up in the snow, you know. So yeah, they helped me start up the company. I'm super grateful they gave me um some incentives and startup capital to help get the operation going. And uh, haven't looked back since. And that's so that's been three years ago. Yeah, in the middle of the pandemic, I launched July the 28th was my first day. July 28th, 2020. Wow. Yeah. So it's literally been three years and a month. Yeah, yeah, man. So how's it going? How how are things going? It's going well. Um, it's ups and downs always. Um, yeah. but it's going pretty well for the most part. I, it's a great learning experience. Um, being an entrepreneur, you know, it's, it's no playbook. It's no X Y Z in this. It's just learn the lessons as you go. Get beat over the head. Get back up. Beat over the head again. Get back up. It's just a constant cycle of. Of yeah. doing that over and over and hitting your head on the wall, like you say, I like that. 
<laughs> it, it, it really is, man. There's, there's, they don't teach it in college. No, no. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't go to college, but I've had lots of college graduates work for me. Over the year, <laughs> right and, and i'm like what what are they teaching you that is that's not real life that ain't real like no throw that yeah. away because this is yeah. how we're gonna do it over here right so yeah. so, sure. so talk talk about now where where are you as far as your growth have you grown as a company yeah yeah we've grown i have currently i have to look at it i'm actually about to transfer to a, another station in south buffalo um, that they're launching, so I'm gonna go help launch that one. But I, um, I probably got right now about 70, 80 drivers, and then about five, I say five, five to eight like people helping me that aren't aren't drivers. Wow. And I have like forty trucks, about forty trucks. Shut up! Are yeah. you serious? Wow. Yeah, we run seven days a week. Um, we only get about four days a year off, so we run about 361 days a year. So tell tell me, just because I know you know, <laughs> and I've like I know they have like Amazon has distribution centers all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we'll start with the U.S. I mean, do they have like huge distribution centers and then smaller little outlets here and there? Yeah, they have um Amazon usually has about they have sort centers, fulfillment centers, and then they have delivery stations. So mine is kind of like your local, like if you see a UPS or a FedEx or the post office where all the drivers is driving out every morning with the last mile getting it to your doorstep. But they have two million square foot um warehouses where they pick and when you order. Is somebody going to get your toothbrush or whatever it is you ordering and they going to put it in there and send it. They're about to send it to it might be in Wisconsin. They're going to put it on the truck. It's going to get to Dallas or wherever you need it to be. Then they're going to sort it into zip codes and then they're going to send it to the, the delivery station where a person is sorting it into the, the zip codes to go into the bag to get delivered to your doorstep. So it goes through about three touches in America and truckloads. Um, wow. before it gets to your door. So it's about three or four touches before it actually hits your door. But they're going 24 hours a day. So that's how you're able to get your package in 12 hours, two days. Like the time is because they got... Sometimes it's the same day. When, yeah. I, when I lived in Vegas, I, we had this Amazon Now thing or something. And, and and I was like, I got to try this out. So I ordered one of those bullet mixers, you know, that you make green, the smoothies. And, uh -huh. and, and 45 minutes later, it was on my freaking doorstep. No, for sure. That's amazing. How are they doing that? They, I lived, when did you live in Vegas? 2016. 16. I lived in Vegas in, I'm going to think like 2017 to like 19. Yeah. I and, left in August of 2017. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did it there. But yeah, they got, they just got the, it's, they mix tech with the, the, the logistics so well. You know, my first company that I worked for was so old school. We probably had paper. We was filling stuff out with paper. They got computers yeah. and got all the numbers like specked out. So they combined like the old school logistics with the new school and just, they do it like nobody else I've ever seen or worked for. So it's just it's just a testament to the 
And to so, the innovators and the technology and being open-minded and re not resisting change. It's unbelievable, man. And, and, you know, what's, what's interesting. I, I'm in here in North Texas and, and by the way, you know, this guy right here that I just put on screen. Yeah. Joe Ingram, he's in the group with us. He, he's a great guy. I love Joe, I man. He's Joe. super smart. Joe. Super Joe's, smart. Yeah. Joe's my brother. I love that dude. So, so, so with the, um, being here in North Texas, like we're in a really booming area. It's exploding. And what's crazy is I've noticed in the last, um, I don't know, say three, four, five months, a lot more Amazon trucks, like a lot more. Yeah. It, it, it's like they're, they, they know that they need to grow these delivery stations or whatever you call yeah. them. They need to they need to grow with the community. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy. 100%. They got to expand and be everywhere. Like, you know, the post, just think of your local post office, how many different ones it is. It's kind of the same to match the volume. And um, they they not looking to, to be friendly to compete. They looking to take over. So they don't want UPS or FedEx to they, they trying to take it all over. Well, it's because of, you know, UPS and FedEx, they, they want too much money. And Amazon's yeah. like, you know what? We'll just do this on our own. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the hell For with sure. y'all. We're done. Sure. So, so let me ask, so with your, your company and your growth strategies and what are, what are your, um, what are some of the things that you're doing to separate yourself from what other people are doing? Um, at people first, I just like empowering my people to, to be leaders and just giving them opportunities to grow. Um, yeah, that first year I started, I was seven days a week working 15, 16 hours a day, waking up at five, going to bed at 12, just going, going crazy. But I wanted to get it. To, I started with a good crew, core group of people who already knew and we've already been in the industry. Um, I actually took them from Atlanta with me to start it up up here. So I started kind of with the end in mind, not with the end in mind, but like I want to empower my people. Yeah, um, I want to be I know what's going on in my business, but I want other people to run it, other people to 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 really spread their wings and fly and know that, hey, if I can do this, you can, too. I don't hold my people back. If My people are like, hey, see me. I want to go back to college. I want to go back to school. I want to do more. I'm always guiding them in the direction to have better opportunities than just working for me because I know how I felt just working for somebody that it wasn't like, you know, coming from the NFL and going back to working, I'm like, man, it's got to be something I can do or to utilize to get back kind of free and independent on my own or making the same amount of money I was making in the NFL. So I empower people to, to, to think big and just, just jump out there like come come talk my people always come to me with business opportunities like Sydney I want to I think I can do this this and this and I'm like let's take a look at it let's try it why not I don't want you working for me for 30 more years like that's that's not what this is for um so I just want people to think big and and spread wow. your wings and and grow beyond me because I could be holding you back to a certain extent if you if you really got ambitions and goals of doing what you want to do in life so that's kind of how I push my people to the next level are, are you you um 
So you're in the Buffalo area of New York. Buffalo, Niagara Falls, all that good stuff over here by Canada. All right by Canada. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, just, it's just cold. Cold as snowstorms, snow up to your waist, chest. Yeah. In the yeah. winter, it gets nasty. It, yeah, they, they don't play with the snow up there. Right. So I, I think about like, are, are you, have you like set any goals to, um, expand into other areas, cities? That's well with Amazon, they used to let people do that, but the quality went down. So I think they just given opportunities to people to do one. And then oh. I have a meeting coming up with them next month. So I'll see, but it's, it's not really been no opportunity to expand across multiple cities. Um, but right now I'm kind of just working on building my personal brand. I want to do speeches and speaking and start kind of giving back and talking to the community and telling people my story and trying to figure it out that way while running the Amazon, but try to, to build on my own personal brand and see if I can expand to different clients besides Amazon. I'm just, I'm kind of hit that, not the plateau, but I'm kind of just, at year three, just looking around, trying to reinvent myself and see what's something new I can get. So I'm I'm kind of in the process of just figuring out what's next right now. I'm kind of going through that right now, trying to break through yeah. that wall. That's all. Awesome, <laughs> I mean, it's some personal brand. There's nothing more important than personal branding because, you know, if Amazon collapsed tomorrow, you're going to be left with you. <laughs> right? right. And right. and you got to you got to figure that that part out. Um, so, so what is, what, what do you think, in your opinion, what do you think stops most people from, um, look, I've been, I've been broken, homeless, sleeping in my car and I've been wealthy and wealthy is way better. And, um, <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm just, I ain't judging. I'm just saying, right. It's way better. <laughs> right. So, so, so when, when it comes down to, um, you know, you, you, I'm sure you see people that have all this potential, but they're doing nothing with it. Right. And, and for me, when I see that, it just, uh, just rips my heart out. Like, man, you got, yeah. there's so much more available. What do you yeah. think besides fear? Cause fear is the number one answer. You got to do better than that. What do you think holds people back from having real financial success and freedom, happiness, joy, all, all the stuff, the good stuff in life? What do you think stops people? I think it's just their, their programming. It's whatever program is running in there, they need to update their software, kind of like when you do your iPhone. It's their yeah. programming. It's something, it's a, it's a broken loop or something going on in their head where they revert back to the old actions of, of, of trying, like let's say in business, in business, if you're doing the same thing that you were doing in your first year of business, would you be successful today? Nope. No way. Exactly. It's like that. So people are, they're doing what they were doing in high school or whenever their glory years or the best time of their life, they're still operating out of those, out of those type of, of actions. When, yeah, if I was when I was good in high school, if I would have still been thinking I was good in high school when I got to college, my college football moves wouldn't have worked. My high school football moves don't work in college. My college football moves don't work in the NFL. 
It's kind of business. My my first year of corporate moves didn't work. I didn't get promoted. It you got to upgrade, update your programming because just because you were doing this good in 1999 doesn't mean it's gonna work in 2023. Is this world is moving fast? Every day we read news articles, artificial intelligence coming out. Like it's so many different updates and tools and methods to do things. Like you gotta. Stay current and and take action, massive action. Wow, I think you just um, school is out now. You just got <laughs> you just got your daily dose right there. That but that's so true, man. I think people do stay they stay stuck in in what used to work. I, I again going back to the sports analogy, how many people? come from college who were were Heisman trophy winners and you know, <laughs> and they get to the NFL and just get crushed, crushed. <laughs> like what did that you got to you're not in college anymore this is, no. this is a way different league now way way different. Different, right no. so so um and in this I love that analogy man I love that Debbie Debbie said that too you got to update your programming <laughs> so what do you do? What do you personally do to improve your um your mindset, your 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 programming, update keeping it updated? Programming, my number one thing is is reading, listening to podcasts. Yeah. I don't listen to much music. When I'm in the car, I'm trying to learn whatever subject that I think I need to improve on in my business. I'm just playing the audio books or the podcast, just even if I'm I'm just I'm listening or it's playing in the background, I feel like it's just programming me to hear it or something that sticks out when they say it. I hear it. I'm like, OK, rewind. I, that's what I needed to hear. Um, so constantly learning new experiences um, like working out. I recently probably when I moved up here, I started boxing. I've never boxed in my life, but it makes you think different. Like I, I've lifted weights, ran, did all that my whole life. Yeah. But learning a new sport, boxing, like fighting combat sports is a I'm still I feel like a rookie over here with these guys in the gym. They punching and doing crazy moves. And so I try to get new experiences in my life to help me think differently, um, break, breaking up my routine, breaking up my cycle, doing yoga. I just do new stuff that I've never did in my life for the first time. I try to get new experiences as often as possible, get a new experience. So I could get a new perspective and a new outlook on life and maybe get some inspiration out of that. So, so checking out the latest Nicki Minaj songs, not on your. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, on, that's probably 20. That's on the bottom. 20. That's way down here. Right. I love that though, man. That's so, I, again, you know, so many people like I've read, Almost every single one of those books on the show, and that's not even half of the books. But well, you, you know, like you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta constantly. Tony Robbins talks about it. He calls it "Can I?" and it's C A N I, constant and never ending improvement. And and it sounds like that's the the page you're on. Yeah, I just went to the Tony Robbins Business Mastery last week. It was my first Tony Robbins event. I've, I've started going to these two this year, um, just networking events and stuff like that. That's another good one you brought up too. Yeah, Tony Robbins powerful for sure. Oh my God, that's 
that's that's taking it to a whole different level. Yeah, definitely. It opened my eyes in there, the the people and the the great conversations and the the outlooks on life and just all different backgrounds coming together to for one common goal. So yeah, that's powerful too. What are what are the um it's an interesting world we're living in. <laughs> I mean, really interesting world we're living yeah. in. Um, what are some of the things that you see going on in, 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 you know, if it's business, personal, whatever it is, man, what, what are some of the things that, um, that you see going on that, that, that bother you that, that are like, man, if they would just do this one thing, they could change that one thing. Um, I think with the, I think we're starting to see it now where the like you, the school system, like the education that we're teaching people is not transferring into real life. It's not realistic. What school is just a memory contest, pretty much who can memorize what and regurgitate whatever yeah. the teacher said the week before on a test. That's not translating into. Like you say, you've had plenty of A plus honor roll, college degree, master degree people work for you, which that, that says it all right there. Like <laughs> I, I went to school because of football free ride scholarship. I couldn't imagine having to pay back a hundred thousand dollars for a degree right? that even give me a job that doesn't make thirty thousand a year. Like I couldn't imagine having that pressure on my back. So the the education system from from kindergarten to 12th to college needs to be revamped. Like it's, it's not translating well to real life situations at all. It's not, man. I, I, my 13 year old, daughter, my 13 year old, I, I couldn't believe this. I'm taking her to school the other day and she's or no, I picked her up when I picked her up and I'm bringing, and she's like, said something about math class. And she's, she said, it's finally clicking. She goes, but what doesn't make sense to me is, you know, they're, they're trying to teach me how to memorize this math stuff, but they're not teaching me how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> and I'm like, what right. the heck? you don't even know right. what a checkbook is. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but I, like, I thought that was awesome that she had yeah. that insight and in eighth grade, right? Like, dude, yeah. I wish I would have had that insight because it's, it's the truth, man. I, I, I walked out in 12th grade. When they yeah. when they said you didn't get a biology credit, and I said I hate biology. I, <laughs> right, right. They're like, well, you need that to graduate from high school, and I'm like, I'm out then. See ya. Yeah. And, and so I, I walked out. I never got a GED. Never. But I I, I always felt this insecurity a, about it, right? Because back, yeah. you know, I'm 55, so it was a while ago. But back then, like you went to college or you were a loser period. Yeah. Like they had, that was the program that they thought <laughs> on the news and you had yeah. Dan rather on there to, you know, and, and so, so that was the program they taught us though. Right. So, and, and, and I, and then finally I'm like, wait a minute, man, half these college graduates couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were on the heel. So, right. Like, right. What the heck? <laughs> right. Not all, not all. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that, but it's like, man, it's what you said about 10 minutes ago when you said something about taking massive action. That's what yeah. it's about. Yeah. That's it. 
Because if you sit and do nothing, you didn't do it. You didn't gain anything as well or overthinking it. If you at least go forward and make a mistake, you at least learn something. That's right. Instead of not doing anything. For yeah. sure. Love that, man. So what's your message to the world? You want to be a speaker. You've got, you know, I have a, a pretty big audience. A lot of people yeah. are going to listen to this. A lot of people are going to watch the replay. Um, yeah. What's what if 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 you had the microphone and I said, hey, dude, you got you got eight billion people that are listening to you right now. Um, what is it that you're going to say to them that's going to change the trajectory of their existence on this planet for the better? You put me on the spot here. I'm, I'm oh, man. That's, that's, nah, you got this. I want everybody to, to take their own business, um, take business serious. And by business, I mean, you're first of all, you're your own business, first of all. You're your own manager of your life. You have to manage your health, your wealth, you being on time. So start taking your business of taking care of yourself um, serious. I'm not telling everybody to go be an entrepreneur, all that ownership, but take take your own, handling your own business um, first. So that's what I tell people, your health, you need to manage your health, you need to manage your wealth, your attitude, your knowledge, um, be self-driven. Don't depend on anybody to do anything for you. Um, so yeah, handle your business. That's what I, people always think I'm trying to tell them to be an entrepreneur. No, you can manage your health, your weight. You can manage how much money goes in your bank account. It's nobody else's fault. You got to control the controllable things in your life. Um, nobody's coming to save you. It, it, it's just what it is. And so Dude, yeah. how many people though on this planet and and you know this, I, I'm, I know it's true. How many people are we want somebody to show up and and save us? Like we all. <laughs> I, I mean, I went. I've gone through that. Like, all yeah. right, somebody. Like, come on, man. Ed McMahon needs to ring my doorbell and give me that check, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, somebody needs to show up and help a brother out here, man. Yeah, I, I for mean, sure. But it ain't. It ain't. It ain't gonna happen. No. It's not coming. Not coming. Nah. If now, now I do believe, like in your case, you worked hard, you showed up. I'm sure you spent a lot of what people would say overtime hours. I don't even know what that means. I work a hundred hours a week. Ain't right. nobody paying me time and a half. I can tell no. you that. But right. No. So so but but like you know the the you just and and opportunities align as a result of showing up and constantly and consistently showing up like Amazon saying, Hey, here's an opportunity. Right. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. If you, if you're applying yourself, you could be the worst person, but if you, I say showing up, how I many showing up on time and just coming, showing up every day, put you farther ahead than 90% of the people in the world. You could be the worst, whatever it is, don't know anything. But if you show up day after day, eventually you're going to get better with sports or school or business. I've seen people who the superstar athlete over here come do whatever, think he's hot. But that one guy can build himself up into to getting a college scholarship or whatever it is. He can build himself up to the next level just by showing up every day. In applying itself. So if you think nothing's going right in your life, 
just keep showing up, keep showing up. And like you say, the opportunities, it'll align. If your eyes are open wide enough, you'll spot the opportunity. Somebody will reach out to you. Somebody will notice your hard working and, and, and try to help you. Um, but they got to see you helping yourself first. Can you, can, can you, <clears throat> I love, I love the quote by Mike Tyson. He said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Can you imagine going to Mike Tyson and whining about your life or your situation? <laughs> right. Like, Bro, I'm going to mm-hmm. knock you out. Like don't, don't right. even bring that here. Right. 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 That, that's that's what, like, that's the way we need to, we need to handle, handle it. And, no, and I have a, how do we do that? How do we get the world back to now? Every, any words you can say out your mouth could offend, possibly offend somebody on one thing. Like, how do we got to get out of that? Everybody wearing their feelings on their sleeves. We got to oh get out of that. God. Dude, we can go way down that rabbit hole. <laughs> What's your pronoun, Sydney? <laughs> if I say I like blue and somebody like red, I just offended somebody. I don't, I'm sorry. I apologize. Not really, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like I know, yeah, no. I'm sorry, not sorry, sorry, not sorry. But I, I love what you said a minute ago about you know, and I think it was, um, I think I could be wrong. Wasn't it Jay Z that said, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man." For sure, right? When that Jay Z that said, anyway, yeah, yeah. whoever it was that said it, it's smart, and it's what you just said. When you look at yourself, even if you're an employee with a company, you are your own business. You are your own business. You got to take responsibility for everything in your business. That's right. Everybody's a business owner. People, everybody is a business owner when you really look at it. But of course, with people that tell you, yeah, I don't know why I'm fat. I just ate a hundred tubs of ice cream. Like I don't know what happened though, but you know what I mean. People are people don't know the reason, but they're they're definitely the reason for whatever is going on in their life. It's true, man. I love that. I love it, dude. You are awesome. I what what final words do you have for for the audience that that's listening or watching? And and I, by the way, I want to pop up your um your website on the on the scroll thing here peoplefirstcommunity.com. There is no I in community, however. Um, People first commune. Community. They got the link, so I had to get that one, but I I got another one. It's going to be the people first community spell, right? But we got to link it in right there. But um, it's just a community where we're teaching the business of logistics. Um, I'm showing you business, how to start your own business, the basics. LLC, business bank account, taking it back to the fundamentals and the base techniques you need before you even can start operating. Because most people think they can operate, then they don't know about taxes coming. They don't. I want people to learn the basics, just step one, A to Z um, from the basics. And once you learn the basics, you'll be ready to take it up to the next level and the next level. Business, if you start with the basics, it can be intimidating. But if you start with a base knowledge and and go at your own speed, you'll be just fine. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing. You don't have to look at Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos. Just start. You just got to start and start on your level. Don't compete. You're not Amazon and Walmart is not your competition when you first start out in business. Just no take way. it baby step, step by step at your own pace. 
and figure it out and learn and get help or self-knowledge, go to networking events, read books. It's a lot of tools out there to build on your business knowledge. If I can do this, I didn't even think about business. I wanted to, when I first went to college, I wanted to be a pharmacist just because I heard they made a lot of money. That's what I, I only picked my college career because I, I knew the money that was associated with it. I didn't, whatever got me to X amount of dollars after college is what I wanted to be. Um, so just take it from there. Just just start, start somewhere, take action. If it's working out, go out there and walk 30 minutes. If it's reading the book, read 10 pages a day. Take baby steps at this. You don't roam one built in a day, day by day, show up every day, attack yep. your goal. Yep. And you look down the line, 30 days, six months, a year later, you have built something that you that you know you built and put in the work for. Powerful stuff, man. So powerful. Sydney, I I I suspect because you're still you you gotta be pretty young still. How old are you? I'm 34. Dude. Wow. You got so much, man. You're going to you're going to be a Jeff Bezos, man. You're going to be a billionaire. Your mind your mind is primed for it. And and you know, I think from my sense about you is you probably don't care if you're ever a billionaire, you know? And and I, I don't know, man. There's something about you. You got you got the you got it. The it. I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on this platform, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Breaking through the walls with Ken Walls. I'm definitely gonna repost this, man. I love that title because that's what life is. Every time you break through a wall, a new, a bigger, stronger wall get put up, and you just gotta find a way to knock that one down as well. So I love, I love everything about this platform for sure. Thank you, man. Thank you. So everybody, go over to PeopleFirstCommunity.com. It's it's uh it's community is spelled for now at least c-o-m-m-u-n-t-y um community.com so go over check it out look up sydney on all the social medias i'm sure you're everywhere on on all the socials follow sure. sydney and 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 watch watch what happens for this guy man some great things are coming so sydney thank you for um being on today i'm gonna end the live stream for everybody watching thank you for being here and um if you have not shared this out you can still redeem yourself right now and go ahead and share this out so so everybody can hear this this young man's wisdom. This, this is some good stuff, dude. Thank you so much. And Kellen Ann, thank you for connecting us. Thank you, Sydney, Kellen thank, you. thank you. Thank I appreciate you. Appreciate you for sure. Thank you for the yeah. opportunity. Stay with me. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll chat here in a minute. We'll see you yeah. guys later. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.